It is the belief that when we do things perfectly and look perfect, we can minimize and avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when in fact, it is the thing that prevents us from being seen. Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. Hi there, welcome to Planners on Purpose. I'm Naomi Tucker and this is season two, episode 16 of the podcast. Today, we'll be digging deeper into perfectionism. If you haven't listened to episode 15, you may want to check that out before digging into this one. That is where the whole conversation around perfectionism started. So make sure to review that episode. Now, if you struggle with perfectionism in your life as an event planner, then this episode You'll, we'll explore perfectionism a little more and uncover why it can be so destructive to our worlds. So let's dig deeper, okay? But first, here are some notable mentions. Well, if you're here for the first time, I want to give you a warm welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for supporting me and being here. So I appreciate that. So make sure to like and subscribe the podcast if you feel that this is for you. Take some time out to do it right now. I would love for you to be able to get notifications as soon as a podcast is released. So it's easier for you to find the information that I have to share with you. Secondly, how many of you have started Atomic Habits by James Clear? I hope that some of you are nodding your heads. Um, And I really certainly hope that you've been out there and you're courageous enough to grab the book and get started. If you're wondering, what is she talking about? Well, we have a book club within this community where we pick a book and it helps us on our journey of self-discovery. We read it, we discuss it. Now, this particular book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, we're going to be discussing on August 5th. You can go ahead and register via the link in the notes or go to the Facebook page to sign up. So I'll make sure to link that for you. But go ahead and grab the book or just show up for the discussion. We'll be talking about how to make remarkable results with small habits. So this is going to be great. I can't wait to be able to share what my aha moments are and be able to hear from you what yours are as well. Now, also this week, I've shared a quick update on the podcast. It is now titled Planners on Purpose. You may have saw that. It's aligned more to what you'll be seeing on this podcast. Planners on Purpose is going to be all about empowering event planners like yourself to stress less and live more. And if you want to hear more about how that came about, head over to the previous episode titled Special Announcement, and you'll get to hear all about it. Well, that's all of the announcements I have to share for now. So let's hop back to our episode. In today's episode, we'll be digging deeper into the concept of perfectionism. I wanted to answer the question of why perfectionism is so deadly or why it can be ridden with destruction. Many planners have asked me, well, Naomi, our clients expect perfection, or if our service isn't perfect, then we're out of the game. Well, although these are some valid reasons where we have to ensure our service is superb and that we're planning the best event, 
This should not be the aim. Our aim shouldn't be perfection. Our aim should be progress. Remember, in our last episode, we talked about aiming for progress over perfection. Now, if you missed that episode, check it out. It's episode 15 of season two, just a couple episodes back. I want to ask you a few questions, though. If you were trying to reach a level of perfect, what does it really take to get there? It has to take everything in the kitchen seek to ensure that you reach that level, right? And if we're measuring ourselves and our businesses against the level or the bar of perfect, then we're always going to be blocked from actually feeling that we've done our best, that we've achieved that excellent progress in whatever the journey is. I want to share a quote from Everything is Figure Outable. Marie Forleo shares her views on perfection, which I feel sums this up quite nicely. Perfectionism is deadly. It is harmful to your health, happiness, and productivity. In a sad, ironic twist, it's often the primary blocking device that prevents you from becoming, achieving, and feeling your best. Nothing about it is helpful. Wow. Perfectionism prevents you from becoming. That's powerful. And it's a really sobering statement because I feel like I've been there. And I'm sure you've been there too. Have you ever tried to do something, let's say, plan an event? And you have these high expectations of your client. And those expectations put a restraint on who you truly were. That your best ideas didn't come through. Or you altered how you responded based on the client's culture and their expectation. Well then, my friend, you've prevented yourself from being and becoming truly who you are with that event. Has this happened to you? So perfectionism is about perception. And there's no way you can control perception no matter how much energy you put into it. So that means if you're client expects perfection or has perception that they would like to have everything perfect, it's really not a battle you're going to win, my friends. So why even aim for it? Again, you should aim for progress. You should aim for doing the best you can. And you should aim for being supported so much so that anything you do your clients know and your boss knows that you did your best and they are going to continue to aim for progress not perfection so how can you change yourself even if your client changes their mindset to support progress and not perfection how can you change their mindset well i'm going to give you three tips on how to start working and encouraging their mindsets, and even your mindset to shift from perfectionism. So are you ready? Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, write these down because I really want you to remember them. Number one, you should know the difference between daring leadership and armored leadership. So I want to give credit where credit is due to Brene Brown here in her book, Dare to Lead. If you haven't read that book and you're looking to level up on yourself as a leader, I recommend you pick up that book. I do not get paid for saying that. Go ahead and pick up Brene's work in Dare to Lead. She truly has done the work and she is really um, the expert in this area. So I will reference it here on the podcast so that you have it. So it will be linked in the show notes. 
Now, in her book, she, sh- she talks about the concepts of daring leadership versus armored leadership. Now, just from the sound of it, which one of those phrases makes you really feel better? Is it daring leadership or armored leadership? Well, if I were to guess, you might say that armored leadership just sounds like and feels like a little bit more protective, right? Now, that's a tricky thing because it helps you to understand perfectionism a slight better, bit better. Armored leadership is the type of leadership that fosters fear. It actually supports fear of failure. It thrives off of how much that those are in support of armored leadership. They can do everything that they can not to fail. And that includes managing with shame, being defensive, or seeking to get approval. The approval that one gets in armored leadership or perfectionistic mindsets are external. In this type of leadership, you're praised for your achievements, you follow the rules, and you think that you are what you accomplish, that you have to prove it. You have to be perfect. You have to perform. And ultimately, that route, although it sounds like it's like great, that route leads to extreme shame, depression, anxiety, addiction, and missed opportunities. So it is self-destructive and has unattainable goals attached. You'll end up feeling like you aren't enough and that everything's your fault. You don't want to function from an armored leadership. So what about daring leadership? Well, daring leadership, although it makes you feel uncomfortable, it is a good type of uncomfortable. What do I mean? I mean, it sounds risky, but big risks are big rewards, right? Daring leaders practice gratitude. I mean, all of the time. Daring leaders keep journals of gratitude and put notes of gratitude on their phones. They have joy in the very small milestones and they don't forebode joy until there's a perfect win. They're always thanking, appreciating their teams, even of the small wins. You see daring leaders break down all of the perfectionist constructs that exist by doing small supportive moves of celebration that provide real comfort Daring leaders respect the boundaries of their team. They put healthy boundaries in in place for their teams as well. So if you want to know about boundaries, go back to episode four and five of this season. And I'll talk to you about setting up healthy boundaries for your team. When we support our teams in these areas, you'll see those walls of perfectionism just crumble. Daring leaders make sure that people feel at home, feel supported, no matter what. They foster a sense of belonging that isn't dependent on performance. And they have boundaries, but when put in place, it allows them to be able to regroup and see how progress can happen. Now, I know that was a long one, but it's so very important. Knowing the difference between how you lead and how you're being led is so very key. Once you know, you can change your actions and those of your team and eventually daring leadership will catch on and even your clients will see that something's different and they may change as well so number two is have conversations 
about perfectionism with your teams and clients. Teams that are willing to have a conversation about perfectionism will move very far in the effort to combat it. Consider have a conversation with your team. Even if you don't have a team, maybe suggest Brene Brown's book as a book club selection within your organization. Maybe everyone can read it and learn together. Now, if a book club discussion is too much for your team, perhaps have an open conversation with your leader or talk to them about your learnings on perfectionism and encourage them to have a discussion on it. Thinking about perfectionism in the right way and having frequent conversations will help your team break down these guards that exist. Now, my team and I did a walkthrough of this book, Brene Brown, and I tell you that the most conversation we had on the book was the section on perfectionism. It is real, folks, and it does real damage. I've seen perfectionism work its snarly hands into every aspect of event planning. Where do I see it the most? I see it most in executing an event. That's where everything comes together. Anything that is missing, any pitfalls will come in light of the fulfillment of the event or when everything comes together. When it does, someone has to be on the line and be held accountable, right? And while much of that is true, it highlights having these conversations about perfectionism and the expectations around it are highly important when it comes to clients. It's great to have good expectations with your team and practice daring leadership. However, with your clients, it has to be massaged in every single planning call. Being transparent with where you are in the process of planning, where your gaps are, that helps so that the perfection isn't an expectation, so that they see the progress you're making, and that they'll be supportive of you in those little milestones. The worst part of an event is when something goes wrong and the client never knows that there was a potential issue. I've seen it happen many times. The planner doesn't want to bring it to the client's attention that there was an issue, that they never got hold of, I don't know, the florist, and then the flowers don't show up. Making sure the client's expectation isn't rooted in perfectionism is key for you to avoid that shame and everything that comes with armored leadership. So make sure to have those key discussions it will only help you in the long run. All right, number three is practice mindfulness. Every day we have our schedules and we have many conversations that need our attention. Now it can be easy at the end of the day to drown our worries and our negative thoughts that we have in a sea of negativity or a glass of wine, I don't know, you pick which one. But being more mindful about the situations that our day creates and how they affect us can be very helpful in overcoming perfectionism. At first, it can be very challenging. This is with everything that we start. We have to be diligent with keeping our mindsets from the old armored mindset and to become something more daring and more supportive. So in all that you do, I just encourage you to practice characteristics like trust, innovation, creativity, accountability, have self-compassion as you move through your day, as it can be easy to get hard on yourself and become so self-critical. I feel that if you want to do a little self-check in how you're doing with self-compassion, there's a self compassion test that I've seen on a website by Kristen Neff that might be an, of interest to you. I'll link it in the short 
the show notes, but definitely go ahead and check that out just so that you can see how you're doing with your self-compassion. So those are my top three ways to change your mindset when it comes to perfection. So I'll just repeat them for you so that you have them. Number one is knowing the difference between daring leadership and armored leadership. Number two is have key conversations about perfectionism with your teams and your clients. And number three is practice mindfulness. So I hope that this was eye-opening for you. Every time I do a study on perfectionism, I realize that there are some areas I need to pay more attention to. It isn't a one and done situation. It's one of those things that you have to constantly look at, constantly reevaluate in our lives and in our expectations of others and make adjustments as needed. Now, I want to help you out there. Um, I have a quick freebie for relating to perfectionism. It's called the Uproot Perfectionism Worksheet. This worksheet will walk you through the areas of your life that you may need to take a look at and create a plan for yourself with the boundaries and how you'll overcome it. I'll also make sure that it's included in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. All right. So before I lose my voice, <laughs> I want to know if you have battled uh, battled with perfectionism. If you have a story, I would love to hear it. Reach out to me by leaving me a voicemail on Anchor or visiting my website, clicking on that contact me button at the top and drop me a note there. Or just finally, you can always email me at info at plannersonpurpose.com. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I encourage you to take these simple steps to overcome perfectionism. Enjoy your day.